Welcome to the Street Smart Mental Health Podcast, coming to you as always from the Lou Fuse Automotive Group Studios. My name is Michael Wellington. My partner across the table is Brandon McNamee. Brandon, hey, how's it going, man? Man, it's great. It's great. I'm glad you're here today. We're having a good day so far, us, you and I, knocking these out and having a good time with them. Yeah, this is a special treat for us. We've got a big leaguer that's going to talk to us today, newly with the Anaheim Angels. Ben Joyce, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm, I mean, I've been been looking forward to it. I heard from Coach V about it, so been looking forward to it. Yeah, man, we uh, we really appreciate your time. No doubt about that. We know you're very busy. Before we get into our mental health stuff, I know it's it's something that you're passionate about and, and spreading the word about how important it is for people to talk about mental health issues. Walk us through a little bit. It's kind of been an interesting stretch for you. You're from Tennessee. You wound up pitching at Tennessee, and then you got drafted by the Angels last year. Tell us about, you know, what, what city are you from? Tell us about playing in Knoxville, and then tell us what it's like uh, since you've been up in the big leagues. So I'm from Knoxville, born in Knoxville, moved away for a few years, and then came back when I was about seven. So I've lived in Knoxville my whole life. I remember going to Tennessee baseball camps growing up. It was nice and fancy as it is now, but it was – it was always fun to, to go over there and, and see the the guys that were playing there, and I always dreamed of being able to play there. And after going to a junior college for two years, I was finally able to get recruited by Tennessee, and that was a that was a dream come true. I mean, there was other schools reaching out in junior college, but I kind of knew that Tennessee is where I wanted to be, and especially with that coaching staff that they were building there, it was it was exciting. And I mean, anytime. I got to put on that Tennessee jersey. I felt like the luckiest guy in the world because, I mean, growing up watching other guys play for that team, I knew that's what I wanted to do and couldn't have asked for a better college experience, especially last year. That was a, one of the most fun times playing baseball I've ever had in my life. I mean, it was a, obviously didn't end the way we wanted to, but it was, it was such a fun season, a good group of guys, and I feel like we kind of built up the Tennessee fan base more towards baseball because, I mean, it, it's obviously one of the biggest football schools in the country, but bringing more fans to baseball was awesome and I could have asked for a better last year at Tennessee. And then the draft, it kind of all went really quick. I mean, the season ended and ended up getting called in the third round. That was another crazy experience to add on to it. And yeah, and then I got told I was going straight to double A and I mean, I'd never really heard of that happening before and it was exciting. And so finished last year and got invited to big league camp at the beginning of this year. And I guess I threw well enough to get, get the call up this year, and it's been a, a dream come true. I mean, being in the same locker room as Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and That's so all, cool. all those guys, it's been it's been unreal. And I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better last year. It's been crazy, but it's been awesome at the same time. Man. Yeah, what is that? That's I didn't even think about that. I'm glad you brought that up. What's it like? You are with every day, arguably, the two best players in baseball. Does that just bring everybody's level up to a higher point? Yeah, I think it does because, I mean, they're two of the hardest working guys. They're established big leaguers. I mean, they're, they've been doing it for years, and they're still sticking to their routines every day and going out there competing to win every day, and I think it brings everybody else up. It's, it's like you want to match their intensity every day. And just watching, especially Shohei, go through his routines with pitching and hitting and how detail-oriented he is, it's, 
it's pretty cool to be able to take all all that from him and kind of see what works for him and how how he's able to pitch every six day and still hit like he does. It's it's pretty crazy to watch. That's so cool. You're living your dream, like your childhood dream. Yeah, that's so cool. That's yeah, so I mean, cool. I never really it never really hit me until after my debut. I, my uh, my parents and my girlfriend were there, and my mom was like, "This is what you've been <laughs> right. talking about since you were three three years old, trying to." play big league baseball so you go out there god i can't imagine i think about this every time i watch a baseball game the fucking pressure of standing there on the mound with all those people the tv you know what i mean the you're on tv you got people in every bar in town (laughs) watching you like is that just how do you how do you keep it together and throw (laughs) while you're dealing with all that how do you shut that out Sorry if that's totally off. Topic. A good I'm question. Just amazing yeah. to me. I know it's kind of like a cliche saying, but I mean, I think it's a it's a privilege. Like, how many people can say that they've pitched in a big league game and and all this stuff? Like, I think it's it's a privilege to be able to go out there and compete for for a city and and in front of all those people. I think for me personally, like I, I've gotten very big on my faith. My my girlfriend has has really helped me get more into that. And for me, I'm really playing for for God's glory, I guess, is how I look at it. Like, I, I, I've gotten really big into just diving into my faith when I am nervous and overwhelmed. Because, I mean, there was a lot of times this year where I was anxious and overwhelmed and it just felt like too much. And then I just realized I wouldn't be in this situation if I wasn't supposed to be here. And That's... just trusting that I have the, the stuff to, to get through any outing. It's It's been been a journey and it's been very cool to kind of get over all those anxieties and just go out there and enjoy it i would definitely say you have the stuff to get you through those outings now the specific outing i wanted to ask you about real quickly was your first outing as a big leaguer i think you struck out two guys in the inning i might be wrong with the details but what i want to know about is a little bit what brandon just kind of touched on when you're in that when you were in that specific position it's your first time in the big leagues first time uh, on that mound in that situation are you locked in so much so or are you just blacked out and you're just going through your routine and throwing yeah i honestly felt more locked in than i've ever felt in any game like it was Actually, it was a weird situation. So I went out there in the seventh inning, and I, I run out there, and I'm the only person on the field. And I realized God bless America's playing. So I, so I stood I stood there and, and took my hat off, and it was kind of nice to soak it in, I guess. And then after that, I mean, I was just – I took a deep breath, and I was like, all right, here we go. And I just felt super locked in. And it wasn't like one of those moments where I hear some people that are like, I don't even remember throwing. Like, I remember every pitch like, like it was – two minutes ago like it was i just felt so locked in and it was it was an awesome moment and that's cool we have covered so much here let's take a quick break and come right back We've been here for over 70 years, giving back to community charities, local organizations, and youth athletics. And now we're the official automotive sponsor of St. Louis City SC. We've been here, providing the best car buying experience to our customers. Lou Fuse, we are here with the respect you deserve for 70 years and counting. The Street Smart Mental Health Podcast is powered by Birdies for Bipolar. Birdies for Bipolar aids veterans and civilians living with mental illness by using golf as recreational therapy. 
For more information, check out birdiesforbipolar.org. That's birdies, the number four, bipolar.org. Welcome back to Street Smart. Let's dig back in. I've been following you for a few years, you know, because I know Coach V and I've been to a number of games and watched you pitch in person. And so I knew, uh, I, I saw that you got called up and that you were going to be with the big league club this year. And when I saw you pitch for the first time, I was like, man, he, he looks so locked in and I'm, I'm happy for him. And But tell our listeners, you know, we, we like to focus on our podcast quite a bit on mental health and different ideas and techniques. And tell our listeners a little bit about some of the things that you have experienced. I know you have a brother that also has had some some challenges with his mental health. Very similar, the research I've done to some of the um, experiences that I've had uh, with my own mental health. So, and, and tell us what you're trying to do to, I guess, get the word out there, just, you know, create the conversation, make that conversation a little bit louder. Yeah, I mean, so back in, in high school, I was one of like the, the smallest kids on the team, like super shy. And I think that kind of just led me to not really branch out as much, just felt super alone. And, and then, I mean, that's, I, I feel like that's kind of normal for a lot of high school kids. A lot of high school kids go through that. But um, that just kind of led me to, I feel like not really put my best self out there every day because I was scared to fail and, and scared to be embarrassed and all this and didn't get recruited in, in high school and ended up going to a junior college. And I mean, I played on a, a great high school program. A lot of guys going to D1 schools and all this and getting drafted and it was just kind of tough to be on the on the the back burner, and and then I got injured my first year at, at Walter State, so I couldn't even pitch that year. Just sitting mm. there doing rehab for a year. That's tough. Second year was COVID, so then I got I think I threw like five starts. Luckily, I got recruited by Tennessee at that point, so I was able to go there. But I didn't get to play that year either. And then right when I got to Tennessee, I tore my UCL, so I had to get Tommy John, and it was just like it kept getting getting close and then get it taken away and having to sit there and do rehab while they're going to Omaha and, and all this stuff. It was, it was tough. And, and I think I was still kind of in that headspace where I was, whenever I, I did get back to pitching, I was just scared to fail and, and scared to put myself out there and just really like feel comfortable in, in my own skin, I guess. There's a lot of anxiety and, and I think a little bit of depression going through that, um, that rehab process. As I got out there, I feel like I got more more into my faith and more just willing willing to try new things. I, I just try to look through a lot of books and self help books or just listen to podcasts. Just trying to just get over this fear. And then I think one thing that really stuck with me was like one day you're gonna be who who knows how long we're gonna live, but one day you're gonna be 80 years old looking back on your life, and you're gonna. I just don't want to have any regrets that I didn't put my best self out there every day and try new things and, and fail and, and then succeed and fail and succeed. I think it's one of those things that really kind of stuck with me. And I, I went to um, talk to some people at Tennessee that are specialized in mental health and they really helped me just kind of get out of that rut that I was in because it was a pretty low place, especially after Tommy John, I was in a pretty low place and just relying on those people. I, I feel like you're never alone as much as you think you are. And there's always someone that's going through the same situation. And so it was nice to have those, have that support and have those people around me and, and get into my faith. I think at the end of the day, like we care so much about what other people think, but everyone's got their own life and, and everyone's trying to, it's everyone's first time doing it. So, um, that's just kind of what I'm, I'm trying to spread that awareness as much as I can, that you're never really alone. It's, 
everyone's first time doing life and everyone's going to go through failures and, and highs and lows. It's just trying to make the most of every day and every, every moment that you get, cause you never know when it's going to be your last. And that's just, that's just kind of what, what I've been trying to share. And my brother's really been good about sharing that as well. Cause he kind of went through a similar situation. He got hurt and, and then he came back and was really having a lot of anxiety just about pressure of baseball and, and pitching in front of all those people and what if I fail and all this. And it was, it was tough to see him go through that as well because I knew how he was feeling and I, and it's just a, it's a tough spot to be in. And, and he's been very vocal and putting stuff out on Twitter and Instagram about just what it's like to go through that and, and what you can do to, to get help. So it's been really cool to see that from him too. It's, it's amazing how, like you said, you really, everybody always thinks that they're by themselves in their head and you're by yourself with all this shit. And then mm-hmm. all you do is mention it and like, million people are like hey i'm going through the same thing it, it, there's there's a lot of people that are going through the same stuff and nobody really notices it until you're out yeah, there and ask for support or ask for help or bring it up yeah yeah exactly. there's a there's a quote that i i honestly can't off the top of my head remember who said it but it's we struggle more in imagination than in reality and i think that's so true it's it's so much worse in your head normally than than it is in in the real world, and I think it's just getting over that. I know it's I know it's hard because I've I've been there. It's just getting over that that fear of, of failing and and just putting yourself all the way out there is is tough. But at the end of the day, like I think we only live one life, and I'd I'd be very regretful if I didn't make the most out of it. That's how I like to look at it. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, very no, well put. No question. I mean, Ben, we talk a lot about on, on this on this podcast about support system. And do you think that you know you have a very unique situation? Your brother's an outstanding pitcher as well, still at the University of Tennessee. You know, obviously you're you're related, but do you think you have an advantage because you can compare notes with each other and you both have kind of been through the same thing? I mean how big of a support has he been for you and vice versa yeah it's been it's been huge because and it's it's been interesting as well because i think when when he kind of went through that and i went through that we kind of almost went apart from each other a little bit because we were kind of on different paths and then i think as we got more vocal about it we realized we were kind of both going through the same thing uh, both kind of feeling the same emotions and it wasn't just us alone on an island it was there's so many other people on that island that we, but we're just kind of blinded to seeing that. And I think it brought us closer and, and we realized like we can lean on each other. It's relying on our, on our parents. And there's so many people that you can just reach out to that you might, you may, it might, it might be scary to reach out to someone and, and be that vulnerable. But once you do, it really helps take, take a big weight off your shoulders. And it's just, there's a lot of stuff that's hard to go through on your own. And I, I think it was to kind of be able to share that with him as well. Yeah, Ben, you know, your workouts and your brother's workouts are kind of legendary from some of the people I've talked to at Tennessee. You guys really take care of your bodies. Obviously, you have to if you're going to pitch at a high level. But in addition to all the exercise and the weightlifting that you guys do, what are some of the things that you do outside of that, whether it's diet or sleep or maybe any other um, practices or routines that you do to keep yourself mentally strong? We kind of started getting into working out and all that in like sixth grade. From there on, it was like we were just always looking at how can we put ourselves in the best position to be successful. And it was nutrition. We were always trying to eat clean, eat healthy. And I think sleep is very underrated, especially as I got into college. I realized like sleep is probably something that I need to prioritize more. And I think that has a huge impact on mental and physical health, prioritizing sleep and getting enough sleep and, and sticking to routines. I, I tried to get in 
good routines, whether it's with mobility, with breathing. I started getting into a little bit of meditating as well, just trying to have a good routine to set myself up every day to to put my best self out there, I think was, was a very big thing for me as well. Yeah. That man, you ain't no, you ain't kidding about that sleep. That is important. That's so important. I think I've been, I'm getting a sleep study done in the next couple of weeks or whatever. Cause I really? think I got sleep. I think I got sleep apnea or something, man. I'll wake up 10 times in the middle of the night and I'll never feel rested. And anyway, it's a whole different story. Thanks for letting me share. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have one of those machines or <laughs> put on like you? a fighter jet? Yeah. Top gun. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. Ben, we know you're uh, rehabbing right now. What does the uh, rehab landscape look like for you? Yeah, so I um, I, I kind of had a, I thought it was a UCL, but I ended up getting an MRI, and that was all good, which was which was great news. It's just that nerve in the elbow, so I had to kind of let the inflammation go down. I'm on some anti-inflammatories and everything. That's kind of been the main focus the last few days is getting that inflammation in my elbow down. And then as I'm slowly getting that down, just trying to build everything up, whether it's shoulders and kind of stretching out the elbow, just making sure everything's healthy in there, and then just kind of gradually build back up to throwing. So I'm hoping it's not too long of a process. It seems like it's going well so far. And with a nerve, it's a little more unpredictable. So just try to let that die down and, and then just figure it out from there. I hear you. Well, we certainly wish you all the best on the uh, on the rehab, and we want to see you back out there soon. You know, you said something interesting earlier in this uh, interview about, uh, you know, your faith has gotten stronger, your girlfriend's helped you with that. We'd love to hear about that. We did an interview earlier today where that was the central main focus of that interview. But you talked a little bit about books. Are there any books out there that you, you know, either read or reread or some of your favorite books that you know, might be able to help somebody out there who's listening with their mental health? Yeah, there's a book, uh, It Takes What It Takes, was a, was a really good one for me. It's really about neutral thinking. Uh, it's by Trevor Moad. Uh, it's about neutral thinking, how he helped Russell Wilson and, and some other athletes. Just that Obviously, you want to think positive, but how powerful the negative thoughts are and how much they can they can bring you bring you down. And, and it's just getting those thoughts out of your head and just being in the moment and just taking the moment for what it is and not trying to make it more or less than what it is. Just being really in the moment has been, that was a really, a really good book for me. I thought. Ben, what was it called again? It takes what it takes. It takes what it takes. Okay. I'm going to Trevor Moed. I know exactly who he is. It's a shame he passed away so early. Trevor. I think that book was, was very beneficial. Um, It takes. And I've been reading, it's a little more, a little different, but I think there's a lot of good stuff I've taken from it. It's called the power of now just really being, in the in the present moment as much as as you can and not being guided by fear of the future or anything that happened in the past living in, in the moment right now and i think that really opens up a lot of a lot of opportunity to for more success and just i think more present and in, in the moment that you're in you're just going to enjoy it more and i think I've, I've learned some stuff from there and i mean just at at the end of the day just like i said getting into my faith and reading my Bible more. There's just so much stuff that I can, I can take from that. Every, every time I open it up and read it, I feel like I'm just getting a beneficial lesson that, that is just so applicable to my life right now, which has been really cool. Yeah. It's pretty funny how, when you open up the Bible, a lot of the time, most of the time, whatever you, you open it right up to, you know, nowhere specific and whatever you open it up to, it just applies to your life. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. I have the power of now on my bookshelf in my living room. So I'm very familiar with a great book. The other question I had for you, Ben, is, is there a mentality that you take on the mound when you're going to face, you know, any of the best hitters in the world that you're going to face every night out there? That is there a mentality that you take on that mound that you also use in real life? In other words, even though baseball is separate from real life, right? 
is there is there a mentality that you use in both places that that helps you in both places? Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a I guess he's his title is like mental skills coach with the Angels, and he talks about how like take every pitch as pitch one. I think that really helps. Like like we talked about, just being in the present moment, and I think off the field, like it's just the idea of just being so locked in on on the moment that you're in and the whatever you're doing in that in that moment. I think is really important um it's that and it's just the the confidence in that things are going to work out whether that's positive positive thoughts or just just neutral thoughts like that book just trusting myself and being confident in in god's plan for me and, and just really living like that whether it's on the mound or whether it's in real life just living with that confidence that things are going to work out more times than they aren't going to work out and i think that's something that i i like to take on the mound as well as just in everyday life Man, thoughts thoughts really are extremely powerful. A lot of people don't realize that your, your, your thoughts create like everything on how you feel. I mean, thoughts can be a, a bunch of positive thoughts and affirmations can really make a huge difference in not focusing on the negative. Yeah, and the flip side, if you got if you get your brain going the wrong way, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, things yeah. can go downhill. Yeah, Ben Joyce, we want to thank uh, your agent Gary Russo for helping set this up. We want to thank you so much for your time. We will anxiously be awaiting your return to the Angels. And um, you know, I got to be honest, uh, we're from St. Louis, and our Cardinals are struggling so badly right now that uh, we're going to need to follow another team. So we'll definitely be watching you the rest of this That's year. That's absolutely right. Yeah, thank you very much. It was, uh, it's awesome. I mean, the the messages you guys are spreading is awesome. And thank you, thank you guys for having me on. It was it was a lot of fun. Thanks, man. And we will definitely down the road, we'll try and get you back on and maybe get your brother and you on at the same time. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be really good. Yeah, that'd be great. I would, I would love that. I'm sure he would love that as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the time, Ben. Take care of yourself and uh, go Angels. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah. Go Angels. Thank you, guys. See you, man. And that was Ben Joyce. And come back and see us next time on Street Smart. I'm Michael Wellington, and that's Brandon McNamee. Hey,